probably a good No, I know. Because yeah. we have. I think we were just talking we about just, him yeah. one day. We've actually recorded this intro before, but we did when we did all those intros. And then we just never did any of those episodes. <laughs> we had that day where we did like eight yeah. intros. And then it was like the next day that I was like, I can't do this anymore right now. I have to take a break. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> um, um, what's up, Nacelli? Hey. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> We're back. Yay. Yay. It's been so long. It's been so long. I actually also haven't even seen you in I life know. in a long time. I know. A lot's happened. Yeah, you got purple hair. It looks great. I have purple like hair. It. It's temporary. Yeah. I was in a mood. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah. How are things? Things are good. Yeah, good. Fall's my season. Yeah? Yeah. You're fall? I feel right. alive yeah. in the fall. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you? What's I like going that. on? Uh, yeah, what's going on? Um, I'm, I don't think I'm, well, I'm fine with fall. I'm a summer guy, mm. but whatever. Yeah. I can handle fall. There's sports in the fall. I yeah. like fall. There's... There's, there's like all the manly stuff happens in the fall. Fall's like a manly season yeah, for me. Yeah, leaves, yeah. watch sports. I burn things and cook things and watch sports. And things. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sure, I can get down with fall. That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, this past week, I uh, went to a Phil Collins concert. <gasps> Jen and I went to see Phil Collins. I did see your Instagram. Um, oh, yeah. man. It was, was so... <laughs> it was so... And it's so... It was so much fun and so... Uh, relevant to this podcast on so many levels because first of all like we've definitely Jen and I have certainly hit a spot in our life when we're going to Phil Collins concerts on Monday nights oh, that's like so we were the youngest weird. people by 15 20 years really and we're not young we were the yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. um I mean you're young Sure. Well, compared to right. the Phil Collins crowd, we're, we're pretty young. <laughs> but the dude can still sell out. I mean, he still sells out Madison yeah. Square Garden. You know, it's not yeah. like he's writing new music. It's all wow. Susu Studio. Um, and here's the thing. Here's what was amazing about it. Like, biggest dad flex I've ever seen. Because uh, I think I might have posted this on the story the other day. I don't remember. But Phil Collins, first of all, had back surgery. He was like 65, 60-something. 60 oh. okay. Had back surgery. Fell sometime recently, so he's got a bad foot. So he sat for two and a half hours. He wow. just sat down center stage in a chair and sang just all of his songs. Sang song. uh, in some comfortable shoes with his glasses on. Like, and Jen made the point, like, it's not like we thought we were seeing Beyonce. We weren't expecting, like, full stage choreography. Right, right. But, like, just, like, a good watch on, a sensible zip up, his no, bifocals. And this was at Madison, Square. at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> 20,000 people watching Phil Collins sit wow. in a comfy chair with comfy shoes and his good glasses. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good and for then him. the the cooler thing about it was um, his drummer, we were like, the whole band is old. Everybody's old. They've all been with him for 40 years. Um, except for the drummer is this like teenage child. Oh my God, stop. Yeah, we're like, what the hell is this? How did this guy, how did this kid get a job with Phil Collins? It's his kid. Uh, it is his kid. It That's is the his thing. Kid. Yeah. Turns out it's his son. No Nick way. Collins That's is awesome. Phil Collins' drummer. Come yeah. on, Nick Collins. Yeah. And so then there's like, so I don't know if That's you cool. have much interest in Phil Collins, but I would go on record saying that uh, In the Air Tonight is like one of the most iconic drum riffs that exists, mm. you know, like everybody air drums, you know, especially after the hangover, That's, Mike yeah. Tyson did it. Um, like I would put that up there with like, especially in like the dad world. Okay. It's very like okay. iconic as this thing. So then you're sitting there going, okay, Phil Collins is a drummer, was a drummer and a, a rock star in that world. Right. Uh, and has this iconic drum riff that exists in his lexicon. And his son's going to play that. And then it's kind of like they knew that we all were expecting that. So they then did, before we even got to that song, they did a 10-minute drum riff. Nick Collins and the percussionist they call The Octopus. Like, everyone else took a break. I'm pretty sure Phil took a nap or went yeah. to the bathroom. I'm not really sure. But they just, like, the two of them were on stage and just drum soloed for, like, 10, 15 minutes. That's fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. That's awesome. It was, and I was like, man, wow. I don't know, not to compare, like, it's. it would only be frustrating to compare myself ever to <laughs> Phil Collins on, like, any level, but I was like, man, to be able to do that with your son, to be yeah. able to, like, grow up and be like, hey, man, 
you want to go on tour with me and then just like show out in my show? Shred the yeah. Tr- <laughs> it was so cool. Oh, so, awesome. you know, say what you want about Phil Collins. <laughs> I think people say nice things. I don't yeah, think people I, are I talking shit. I think you're shit. just creating <laughs> yeah. this world where people talk yeah. shit about Phil Collins. <laughs> I think it was just like the glasses and the like. The comfy shoes. Yeah. The chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but much respect, oh, much respect. So who who was taking care of Caleb while you went? To- oh, Caleb. Uh, you know the kid that's that my Jen favorite. pushed out. My favorite dad. <laughs> that's what I'm committing to these days. Anytime someone asks, "Where's Caleb?" <gasps> Caleb, oh, the kid. Oh shit. That's my. I'm gonna just hang in my hat on that dad joke. <laughs> um, oh wow. We had a babysitter. We found the on a Monday yeah. night. Had a, a friend of ours. Shout out to Jordan. Came Aww. over and uh, babysit for us. Yeah. Nice. I'll babysit um, on the okay. record. I'll All right. I'll it is on public record now. Yeah. I'm going to hold it's, you to it's it. It's out here. Um, all right. We're getting back into some of the episodes that uh, we recorded, I don't know, two years ago. <laughs> and now we're going to play. Uh, so this week's episode is Joe Tex, Joe! one of the founders of FOU. Yeah. Um, and also a father. He's got some great advice. He's very funny. Yes. Um also very dad. Also very dad. Just as an adjective, he's <laughs> yeah, very dad. He's very dad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for this one. It was fun to get back in and listen to it because it really was like two or three so months it ago. It was a while ago. back yeah. that we did this. Oh, um, man. Yeah. I love so. Joe. You guys are going to love Joe, too. Yeah. Everybody, here's Joe Tex. Woo, woo, woo. Woo. I can scoot closer. And you're at the distance where my contact necessity Uh-oh. range is just on the fringe. Uh-oh. Like, right. I see you, but you're not sharp. Chris. I'm going to slide in. I but need to be sharp. I want to be sharp. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's bring you in a little closer. <laughs> uh, that's, what, okay. that's that Men in Black moment. Yeah. <laughs> a good a good audio joke. Uh-huh. Uh, let's start. Yeah. Classic Men in Black. <laughs> Boy, this is so close. This All is right. what I'm talking about. I like this. Intimate. All right. Yeah. This is this is like not a uh, interview style with like a group of people. I think this is one on one. Yeah. This is very intimate. Yeah. So I mean, she's watching. But she always watches. We have a lot of people okay, watching. Whole audience. Us, yeah. But it's me and you. Yeah. I like that. We should have done this earlier. We should have done this sooner. What's that? I, you know what to do. We're getting closer. We get more intimate. Now I uh, wait until you develop your own style. That kind of change everything. <laughs> that's change good. everything. That's good. I like that. Start tomorrow. We fix all the stuff. <laughs> uh, Joe Tex. Um, What's up, man? Boy, you know, I was about to give you an official lead-in, but other than uh, my boss at FOU and, like, uh, one of the OG3, what is what is your title? What is your official title at FOU Studios and FOU Comedy? I am the Director of Operations for Face Off Unlimited, and I'm a partner in the business yeah. with uh, Jay Painter and Eric Robinson. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these guys are the ones that produce this podcast. It's produced a lot of cool stuff in town. We'll get to that later. We'll hold that till the end as a, a teaser bit mm-hmm. so you guys can figure out. Yeah, so don't turn the dial. You'll miss all the plugs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but Joe is also uh, a father. Um, I, am, I am a dad. How old is Henry? You just said 21 months. 21 months. See, yeah. you're still. So I ask everyone, when do you switch to years? Do you ever switch to years now or are you wait until I am, two? It's funny you ask that because I was like, I'm not going to do that months thing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But there but, you go. But, you know. 21 months rolled right off the tongue. It's like, it seems so clear to be like, well, he's closer to two. So I'm just going to say two. But he's not two. And when you see little kids who are two, there is a difference. Like yeah. three to six months makes a difference. Sure. I get that. We're still like in, in weeks. You, you know, know, so we haven't even moved up. Oh, week. yeah, yeah. You're still so it's weeks. still like months it's there are months involved but it's like you don't think about it as months yet it's, mm-hmm. it's all this new math well here's here's another reason why you go with the months right it's like let's say you're on the park you're at the park and there's another parent and they're watching oh. the kids and they're like oh wow you know he's he's not really talking much how old is he if you oh. say two you're like <laughs> oh that's even worse but 21 months but you know yeah. my kid talks i'm just saying as an example uh-huh. of some skill that right. may be the lacking. milestones. Yeah, some we, milestones. Boy, oh boy, these milestones, man. These are a whole thing too, huh? They're some, intense. Someone told me yesterday. Remember the, uh, what was the, uh, whose line is it anyway? It was like where the lines are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Somebody told me yesterday, welcome to parenthood where the milestones are made up and your intentions don't matter. 
But that was yeah, uh, amen, right? pretty good. Um, yeah, milestones are just like a way to make it's another way for you to feel guilty as a parent, right? Oh, only like, when you miss them, right? Because when you hit them, and especially if you hit them early, you're like, ah, oh, he's a genius. <laughs> okay, so you do get to feel the good moment of like, yeah, all right, like, like straight out. If it wasn't for the fact that sometimes he'll stand up while under a table for like the hundredth time. <laughs> I'd say he's a genius, but he does stuff like that to remind me. Nah, he's he's just a baby. He's pretty smart, but he's just a regular smart baby. Yeah, I feel like I was guilty of that. Like week immediately, I was like, oh, he is so strong. He's already moving his head more than he's supposed to. He knows my voice. He knows this song. He knows, you know, like, yeah, eh, that's just a baby. He's doing baby stuff. Yeah, but you know, he's doing baby stuff. That's good. That's good. He's doing it. He's doing yeah. it well. Yeah, you know, which is better than not doing it well. Yeah. There were some things where she's like, is he dressing himself? I was like, no, he's not dressing himself. <laughs> I, is he supposed to be dressing himself? He can't put on a shoe. Well, how's he going to get a job if he can't put on his own shoes? He's got to get to work, right? <laughs> he tries. Like, he'll, like, just jab his foot in the shoe together. It's like, you're not even looking. You're not looking. At, look at it. There's a at hole. At least put some effort into it, man. Just Come, look. Just look. Just look. <laughs> Um, you were saying you guys were at the beach recently. You, you were yeah. Just yeah. 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 Um, we went to Jones beach. Nice. It was a hot summer day. We, yeah. we went, we stopped off at my sister-in-law where my mother-in-law's and got my sister-in-law. And you know what? It doesn't matter whose it is. I got a wagon. All right. Picked up a wagon, a wagon and a okay. tent, um, which was cool. You know, stay out of the sun. Yeah. And, um, the tent seems kind of clutch. That's the second or third time I've heard someone talking about having to pick up a tent and it can, let me tell you about this tent. Yeah. Tell it's clutch. Yeah. But buy one that's disposable. Okay. All right? That's important. Okay. Because if you try and bake that tent down and put it back into its original wrapper. Yeah. In front of people? <laughs> all around you snickering? Watching, pretending they're not watching? But they're watching you. Because they know they're you're a dad. You've you established this. all day long. You're the dad of this family. I'm the You've dad. The I'm, dad the, I'm, I'm the guy with the belly running around here with his shirt off. Yeah. An old faded tattoo. <laughs> they know who the hell I am. Yeah. They, they read me the ring. I'm done, right? Dad. And then here I am trying to bend this thing into circles and fucking infinity signs. And I swear, I, I'm so mad. My wife, God bless her. I don't know how she doesn't leave me at times like this. I must be so embarrassing. She's like, let me try. Like, really? Like, you're going to come up with something that I haven't freaking tried in the last half hour. You're going to miraculously come up with something. She's like, I don't know, maybe. She did not. Okay. All right. Uh, we carried the thing full, almost fully. <laughs> <laughs> so, with one hand, I got this thing fully Just blown fuck out. It. We're, sc- we're Just strapping screwing. a full on tank. I'm to stepping the top on of the rope ties, <laughs> tripping in the sand. I'm pulling this giant wagon behind me. I got everything in it. I got the chair stacked in it, the coolers, everything else stacked in it, backpacks, and then my kid all hunched to the side, jammed up against the lawn chairs. All through the sand. Uh, Now my back is killing me. (laughs) I literally, instead of walking here, I just took the buses. Even the short one from Steinway to 30. Because I was like, I'm not, my back. That's like four blocks, Joe. That's a a tough one. First of all, it's avenues. (laughs) But no, really, really. uh, It's it's sometimes, you know, I I started older. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm older, 37. Yeah, so we started yeah. a little older. Yeah, You're closer to my wife's age. I'm a little older than that, even. And uh, it's it's not the same as like I see the young kids. You know, well, 23, look- 24, 25. Yeah, but come on, were you gonna have kids at 25 years old? No. Yeah. No, 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 not no, at no. All. This I, was definitely for me the right. way to go. Yeah. Um, but I just see those younger parents with three kids running around like ah, it's yeah. like yeah, they. I get sure, that. You got that. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was a little busy. Well, they let you know when you start, well, if you have kids later, after 35, they let you know right away. They call it a geriatric pregnancy. That just yeah. seems rude. Yeah. This is a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. They did a new word for that. I that was like a little hurtful. Yeah. yeah. That's like a golden girl. At risk. Word. That's not, yeah. At, at risk. risk. Yeah, come on. You're at risk. At risk on. of what? <laughs> well, pulling your back. It's 2019. <laughs> Fix, do it. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. did my part. She's doing her part. Yeah. Now you do yours. Yeah. It's We all trust each other in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got that to look forward to, I guess. Some uh, some back pain, some days at the beach. Um, well, did you did you get the tent down or you just really got it to the car? No, I, uh, I did the best I could and jammed it in the back of the SUV. <laughs> brought it back to my mother-in-law's. She came out, my father-in-law came out, and I was like, uh, here, I couldn't do it. I really tried, 100%. It's on you now. 
And he's like, uh, the tent was good. I was like, yeah, it was great. But at the end, I wanted to burn it. If it was mine, I would have burned it, buried it, or just given it away. <laughs> Maybe we should disposable tents. Maybe we're in hey. the wrong business here. Let's start making disposable beach tents. Might as well. They break after one or two uses yeah, right? anyway. Make them cheap. Just drop the price a little bit. Yeah. Biodegradable beach tents. Just leave them up. Let them fall apart. Uh, you know what? It's, it's funny, actually. Um, you can do a commercial for those. That's a good idea. Let's do a commercial. We'll come up with a good uh, name. Yeah. All right. Disposable beach tents. <laughs> disposable anything. Let's just go to the line of disposable <laughs> things that, that you need for kids. Uh, uh, clothes. If they were, I just need, I just want like paper clothes. Oh, you know, boy, it's oh, e- clothing is easy. That's easy. You haven't figured that out? What do you mean? It's easy to get clothes. You just have to, if you don't have someone in your family who has the same sex, or it doesn't matter if you're not into that yeah. kind of thing, but. Assuming that you're going to dress the the boy not in dresses, uh, find somebody who's in your family that has a boy about a year older or two years older. You lock in yourself as that hand-me-down captain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lock that in. If you don't have one of those, you've got to go like out and like meet people and talk to people and be like, oh, you have a boy. Hey, and then create the the friendship. You have to do that. You have to have a line of clothes. Okay. You're gonna do. You're gonna buy a bunch of clothes yeah, in a couple no. months. I mean, right now he's gonna be in newborns until he's two because we got a bunch when he was born. And now you know, I, squeeze him in like sausage. I <laughs> yeah. see an opportunity here. I, to I lock know. It do you have somebody on your roster? Who's right here. uh? Yeah, my wife. He's, uh, he's in the background right now making a statement for himself. I he's, see him. He's making a pitch right now. <laughs> I see you can him. hear him. <laughs> yeah, I think my wife, uh, my wife's sister, has a, a son, right. and he's a uh, one year. All right. So I think he already locked it in. All right. That's fair. Uh, but I don't know what Painter's doing with his clothes. Okay. He's a little ahead, though. That yeah, kid's older. You missed that older. one, I think. All right. But we still got time. I'll find There might be right. somebody else on the horizon. But now anybody who listens to this and I start making friends with them, they're going to be like, I know what you're doing. You're or, here for the clothes. Man, you're pretty good. You would never know. Yeah. If they were using them for their clothes. I've been networking my whole life. I can just, what we just, do. just change. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> what we do. If you weren't doing it, you wouldn't be working. <laughs> um that's good because i just boy oh boy i mean at least we have uh laundry here in new york it's kind of a rarity to have it in the in the apartment but man oh man it's just poop covered clothes spit up clothes just laundry all the time you have one in the basement yeah we have a laundry room. same yeah which is nice um you know another pro tip keep your laundry basket small okay it'll force you to do the laundry more which means you need less clothes that's smart yeah all right Mm mm-hmm um, right now, most of his stuff just goes right in. Like, Pajamas too, by the way. Yeah. Lots of, like baby stays at home all the time. Yeah. What does baby do? Where's he go? Yeah. I mean, he's out right now living the high life, but yeah. usually babies are just home, right? They wear the same clothes all day. Just yeah. Don't, just don't spend money on a lot of the good clothes. Yeah. I think we have maybe like a couple of nice, like, you know, nice outfits. Whatever. Just in case. But yeah, just in case. You got to kind of look at the stay. calendar ahead and be like, all right, <laughs> how old is he going to be around Christmas? I right, yeah. get one outfit for that and he can wear it to two different family houses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, we, Jenny, we got, we got to stay, uh, my, I do have a cousin who's, uh, Eliza, almost a full year. See, the whole time you've been thinking I through know. your Rolodex yeah, of family yeah. and friends <laughs> and you locked in on one. I did. I finally, and he actually, you, that, uh, what you just said brought it back to me. He sent us some clothes and they were fall clothes, but they were good, man. This kid dresses nice. What'd you say, Jen? Yeah, here's what yeah, you do. The, the fanciest clothes Caleb has now are from my cousin. Adam. Put another call in All right. and be like, you know, it was just. I was uh, doing this podcast today, and it came up about clothes. I mean, I just wanted to thank you again for that. That was <laughs> See, so awesome. We're going to air this. He's going to be like, oh, that's son of a bitch. They plan this whole thing They out. don't listen. <laughs> they say they listen. They, <laughs> they like and share, but they don't actually listen. Yeah, don't you, worry about that. All right, Adam. You'd have made it, what, 10, 12 minutes into this podcast to find this out? That's right. So I feel if safe. You didn't make I feel it safe. This, <laughs> this is the test. If you don't reach out, <laughs> call that's me right. son of a bitch. You'll know, but he won't know. But you'll know. <laughs> That's and the relationship great, was never the same. <laughs> That's the test. We're going to start dropping things in at the like 15, 30 minute mark of the podcast and just see uh, who's actually listening. To I it. have done that with Jay and Eric so many times because <laughs> I am known for leaving like as long as your voicemail allows messages. And uh, near the end, I always say, I don't know if you listen to this, so I'm going to drop in a little fuzzle, wuzzle, buzzle. And if you can't tell me what the code word was, then I know you didn't listen to it. Never once nope, have I gotten the code works. word back. No. Yeah, well, I wrote a paper in uh, college. I think I only tried this actually once. Um, I don't remember the class. I think it was like theater history. 
and it was I don't know a, a page minimum, right? So like it was a five page paper, mm-hmm. and by the fourth page, I really wrote a whole paragraph that was like, I don't have anything else. I'm hoping you're just scanning at this point and not actually reading. <laughs> it, she caught it. She clocked it. It didn't work, but she was like, Yeah, hey, they're paid to read it. <laughs> yeah, it's different. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice try. Though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you're here, Joe. Uh, you not only are you uh, you know one of the the owners and creators of FOU, so you helped get this podcast started, but you helped. Oh, buddy. It's totally cool to have a baby in the background of a podcast about babies. Yeah, well, it was It's kind of like, wow, these guys really... Well, what am I going to do? Spare no expense. Leave my wife at home with my baby while I come to a studio to talk about babies? So I just put her behind me and say, hey, can you shut him up? I would uh, (laughs) promote it differently. I'd be like, look, we're committed. We we hire babies to come in. We bring them in. No, no, there's no limit to the budget. uh, There's no limit. And And you know how expensive babies are on set? You got (laughs) to get twins. That's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, when's he up for he's up for a union break soon, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think he's to, about to get one. We just found out the ferryman's closing. We were bummed. We we're going to get him into uh, trying to get him onto Broadway. Oh, the that, ferryman. Yeah, get him that baby money. You um, know, my biggest failure as a father so far. What's that? I am not Sesame Street knowing famous. In other words, I don't know anybody who works on Sesame Street. Um, my goal. I wanted nothing more in my life as a father than to get my baby to be on the let Elmo ask a baby segment. <laughs> you know, when he says that Elmo's going to ask a baby and they, yeah. and they he stares at the baby for a second. He does nothing. And then he's like, thank you, baby. <laughs> I I really honestly I'm not I mean, I'm ashamed a bit, but not as, I reached out to every single person in the industry that I know like. Produce, like inappropriately on some <laughs> levels, like people yeah. I had no business contacting. <laughs> like I had worked with once on a commercial or some kind of film shoot. And it's like, hey, do you know anybody at Sesame Street who works in casting? It's right over here in a story. I know. Just go hang I, out. I thought about just showing up. and <laughs> the old like, Rock Hudson. Just sit outside the studio and hope somebody notices. Just push your baby around. Or just come in. Hey, I'm here to see whoever cast the babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I have an appointment with Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real. I have this invitation. It's signed Elmo. But uh, I did not. All right. I didn't get him on the show, man. All right. I'm going to do better for him, though. Because, you know, it's like, you know, I work. I make a living doing this. But I'm not famous. And I'm not, you know, likelihood. I'm not going to be. And there's different levels of success, right? As you grow older, your definition of success changes when you're you know, when you're first getting started, you're probably looking like I'm going to be on Broadway or I'm going to be on TV, right. make some films. You know, I'll be I'm going to be the one that kind of gets into that thing. And then as you get older, they start changing. And now for me, you know, uh, my idea of success has changed. You yeah. know, I, I run a successful business. I support myself and others support themselves on it. And I get to create and, yeah. and uh, you know. But it's not the same definition of success. But you have to change that as you grow, right? Like, I mean. But how many times you have to, right? But how to. many times have you heard someone tell the story about their success and be like, well, my father or my mother or my cousin was uh, sure. in the business and got me. That's yeah. what now my one of my new future success visions is to be able to provide access cool. to the industry for him. Great. If he doesn't end up like a physicist or an engineer. Yeah. If he falls back on entertainment. You know, if he doesn't end up a physicist and he wants to go into entertainment, he's so screwed, though. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't care how smart he is. His mother's an opera singer. His father's a producer and actor. It's so he's or he he's at music class right now. Right now. <laughs> like right. right now he's in a music right. class. It's going to be like some kind of reverse, like the what the experience that at least I had. And I feel like a lot of us had, which is like our parents with their jobs that are that people recognize and respect as jobs are like you're gonna do what you're gonna go you're gonna go be an actor in new york okay well uh we'll be here when you need yeah. to <laughs> you know i didn't know this was a job though like as a kid maybe this says something about me but i didn't understand fully that the people i'm watching on tv are like actors who this is their job and their career and you can do that that can be a choice i didn't figure that out Till later, and I was like, you know, way too late. You know, I went to the Marine Corps instead uh, after high school, and instead of going to college, where I think I would have really yeah. understood that more fully—that you can make a career out of that. 
Otherwise, I guess I thought it's like, oh, somebody discovers you. Yeah. One, you know, one out of every million people. Sure. I mean, look, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought, oh, cool. I'm going to go learn how to do this. And then I'm going to get discovered and be famous. It wasn't <laughs> like I had a good plan for it. You didn't go the Bieber route, huh? I could. I tried, you know, I tried. But uh, young man pop music wasn't the, wasn't what it is now. Um, yeah. And I didn't have the face or the voice for it. Yeah, the uh, dance moves you got, though. I do have those. <laughs> uh, I, let's talk about the Marines, man. Because um, okay. you were the one that brought up the idea of getting some uh, advice or stories from a, from a, a time, like either in the Marines or as a parent, that then as a new parent, I can clock in and go, oh, yeah, this is that thing Joe was talking about or this is that thing that someone was telling me about. Um, so how does that relate to the marines or what just talk, tell me about your uh, marine experience well the welcome to the suck i i don't know how much it's used in actuality today or even maybe in my day but certainly it's an old school kind of idea right that uh you're in the you're in the shit now yeah and you know the what i was saying was that in my case you know i joined uh at 17 um right out of high school. I knew, as most people do, I knew this dude, um, we were friends in high school and he was one year older than I was. And so he joined the Marine Corps. And when he got back, you know, he and I were pretty close at the time. His name was Chris Matus, who I've never saw since. Shout out to Chris Matus. Yeah, I don't even know if he's alive or dead. No, I've never found him on social media. Weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, I know he listens to the show, so now hit me up. he came back and was just like, we had these long late night kind of talks where he was telling me like, because I knew at that point that I was going. Okay. Because, you know, you don't just come back three months later. You go to, uh, you know, you got boot camp, you got the Marine combat training, school of infantry, you have all this kind of training that happens. And so, yeah, you get some leave here, you know, whatever. But it's like, usually that's like the family. You're not really yeah. very, anyway. So he's telling me about it. And, you know, what it's like to be on the bus starting off. The first thing that happens, you know, like that was crucial for me to know that, okay, I'm on this bus ride. And when I get, when the bus stops, this is what's going to happen. The doors are going to open and 10 to 15 uh, Marine Corps drill instructors, perfectly decked in crisp uniforms and those big classic iconic hats are going to come onto the bus screaming and yelling and beating the shit out of you. Like physically beat the fuck out of you. Are we allowed to curse on this? Yeah. Yeah. And that this is going to happen as they get you off. That's how they're going to get you off the bus. All it's right. like forcibly removing you all from, oh, I can't curse. No, no, a no. baby. No, curse. He's asleep. I'm just if he starts him. repeating this today. <laughs> and then you stand on these yellow footprints. And so having had that explained to me and then so much more yeah. of the boot camp experience, the idea of, okay, so they're going to break you down. Like yeah. month one, month two, month three, this is how they break you down. Even when it's happening, in no way does it make it easier physically. It changes it emotionally to like, it's still the worst thing ever. They still break you. They still broke me. Yeah. And, you know, they break you, everybody in a different way. They individualize the breaking. And for me, they got me by having me uh, near the end. Like I was far along before they broke me. It was like right near the third month. They had me pushing, uh, doing push-ups in the quarter deck in this little circle at the front of the room for 24 hours. And somewhere around like hour 18, I just broke down, crying, physically couldn't move. And that's how they get you. And then they flip the switch and they start building you back up. Knowing all of that, as hard as it was, and it was really hard, I knew that there was a purpose. I knew there was an end. I knew that this is what everyone happens. It happens to everyone because I had heard this already. I knew yeah. that they were going to come on the bus doing this. I I wasn't, I mean, it was intense and it was shocking, but I wasn't shocked. Yeah. And I think knowing those little things helped me mentally handle it much better than maybe I would have. So when you talk to me about putting together a podcast for new parents or, uh, parents talk about to help other parents i was like that's so great you know because no one told me uh, you know a lot a million things yeah no one tells you all the details i know 
one of your former guests, Caitlin, talked about like, where was that information? Yeah. And then like once it happens to you and you talk about it with other parents, they're always like, oh, yeah, that part was crazy. You're like, why the hell didn't you tell me that beforehand? Why is no one setting us up for that? Mm -hmm. Because because like, I mean, not to compare it to the Marine Corps, but but if you kind of know what's coming, you can emotionally and mentally prepare for that, even if not physically prepare for it. If you're still going to get beat down and broken, you at least can have a little bit of uh, your mind wrapped around what's coming. Yeah. Um, I would say like even even so far with uh our boy like there are things that i did know so i've been able to prepare a little more and they're still tough like i still know like these times are going to be tough uh we've (laughs) my wife and i for a while we were you know we it was a joke it was kind of our way to relieve we were joking about like oh he's being an asshole this little like oh he's what he's so he's being a jerk and like obviously he's not he's being a baby that's just he's just doing what he does but jerky baby yeah (laughs) But, but then like you know, there are those moments at 3 a.m. when you're like, God, you stop being a jerk. But then I have to like, okay, this is that moment. Let's like make sure we're not getting into that actual thought. I think you know? Linda <laughs> and I have said that to each other. Well, he's a baby. <laughs> but back and forth like a dozen times. Like it's just one, you get frustrated. Yeah. Like last night, my wife got frustrated with him for something. He was doing something incessantly, just wouldn't <laughs> stop, wouldn't listen. And she's like, enough. Just sit down. Enough. <laughs> I was like, well, he needs a baby. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's uh But I think you get that a little bit of like margin for that, right? You get you gotta give yourself a moment. Oh, so your like, emotions are real. Yeah. No, yeah, it's legit. Do you feel like I don't this might be dumb or it might be uh very poignant. I don't know. Are there things that you can correlate from the Marine Corps to parenthood? You talk about like the mental and emotional preparedness. Anything that jumps out, you're like, oh yeah, that is a thing that clicks into me inform me when you do this well the idea that i can do it sure you know like sure. uh on the when my when my son was three months old my wife went back to work uh i'm a anchor parent the stay-at-home dad and my wife's a teacher mm-hmm. and an opera singer but during the day she teaches music to children and uh she went back to work after first of all she didn't get three months leave, paid leave. She yeah. had to use all her sick days and then she had to take disability, yeah. which is such bullshit. Wow. Yeah. Right. Paid the ship, paid lead for every woman yeah. in America. And if you got a good job for the dad too, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll make a commercial for that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is she, uh, I mean, I'll talk about it, but is she DOE or is she a private? She works she's with been working for the Catholic school system. Catholic schools. Okay. We're trying to get out of that to the DOE. Okay. She interviewed uh, with a, a FOU actor, Steve Zeggers, mm-hmm. teaches at a school in Queens. She interviewed there. Okay. Called, did a callback. I don't think they called a callback. We can call it a callback. <laughs> she got a callback. She rocked that. <laughs> cool. It was like a demo lesson. <laughs> and she's just waiting to hear. Cool. So hopefully right. that'll come through. All right. Uh, so but anyway, yeah. so... Uh, that first day that she left, you know, I was alone with this kid, just me and him. Yeah. And I never had a father. I grew up without a father. So I don't know what a father-son relationship is. Well, I didn't yeah. know what a father-son relationship. I had, like, literally alien to me as anything, like, as wow. outer space is to me. I just had no male role model, really, in my life. All right. I had a grandfather and uncle, but loosely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so here I am with this kid and I couldn't get him to stop crying. I just couldn't, you know, I knew, you know, I just, I just couldn't. And I, I, it broke me. I was crying. He was crying. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. It feels, cause it's also like just your own incompetence. It feels like you can't do anything right. That's that's the hard part. I I feel like uh, the same reason I have way I feel sometimes when I can't hang a picture, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) I should be able to do this, not as a man. But as a 47-year-old human. Sure. I said my age. Can we strike that? Like, bleep it? <laughs> Beep. Yep. We'll just bleep it. <laughs> the curses stay. Specific I'm never going to book that leading role now. <laughs> <laughs> Does your breakdown say, what, 25 to 35? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, it's 21 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> We're an asterisk. Uh, but, but, yeah, so that but, first day. But, and- that, that, but then, honestly, just a few minutes of that. And my mind went right back to like that idea of nope. Yeah. You have no choice but to do this. Yeah. You know, the same way when I was in the Marine Corps, I had no choice on a 25 mile force march. There's not an option for stopping. Like that's yeah. not a given scenario that you can choose from. Yeah. 
you, you can fantasize about it, <laughs> you know, but it's not an option. So you have no choice but to continue and succeed. And that's the whole mentality of the military, at least for the Marine Corps, at least yeah. for the people that I was serving with. Their idea was their way they operated. And it was like, you don't have an option on this. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing, period. Yeah. And so I had no option. I am going to raise this child. Yeah. I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm going to. That seems like such a big part. Um, I've already noticed, too, because I I did not go into the military. I have very little uh, like high discipline of any kind of training in my life. My, I mean, I had parents that disciplined me well, uh, not overly so. But I'm like I'm fucking good at being lazy. Hmm. Uh, and usually there are other options for me. If it's a thing I want to do, then I'll do that thing and probably do it well. If it's a thing I don't want to do that much, yeah. I'm pretty good at finding one of those other options. And so this is kind of the first time really that like in my life as a kind of constant that failure isn't an option. Well, but I'm glad you went to that side because I think you can go either way with, with people. You know what yeah. I mean? I've seen lots of parents who don't, who aren't disciplined you know, yeah. they kind of just laissez-faire it, really. Yeah. You know, they love them. They're, you know, I'm not saying that. Right. Just saying no, yeah. that there's a difference. And we, we talk about this a lot in Face Off. The difference between good and great. Yeah. Right? You could be a good dad. Yeah. I'm trying to be a great dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like actively. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I have to remember maybe to be a better husband. Right. Because, you know, uh, and a better partner in FOU sometimes, you know, because... My kid has been coming first. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a thing. I, oh, I we got real deep here. Let's do have to it, pay man. for the session. <laughs> How's this work? <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's a very real part of it too, right? I mean, that's just that's just real. And if you like, but priorities change a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. You have you have three major priorities in life. You have a business that you care a lot about that's successful. You have a marriage that's successful that you care a lot about and you're, you have a child and all three are tied to each other. Right. right? I can't lose one right. without jeopardizing the other two. Right. One, this one supports these two without my wife. <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm yeah. There's no chance I raise a kid by myself. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, Oh I've, my God. She's I've tried. How old your baby weeks was? What's that? How many weeks your baby? Um, Right now, as of recording? As we're recording right now, almost five weeks. Five weeks. So right now, it's like, you know, you're still probably in the middle of the night getting up together. You're getting up too? Uh, no. You I, sleep through? I wake up. Oh, God bless you. I wake up almost every time. She's been a saint about that because uh, the first few weeks, I was in rehearsal and performances. Oh, so she was like good timing. really letting me sleep. Yeah, I have to. Um, you have to work. It's good. Now he, he I had no such excuse, <laughs> <laughs> like legitimate reason to sleep. And I got up all those first times yeah. like- Eventually, though, I kind of, instead of getting out of bed, I would just sit on the bed. And then, like, another week later, I might be laying on the bed. I'm right here, baby. And then eventually, it's like, if you need anything, you just say my name. Just just holler. Oh, yeah. Just kick the bed. I'll be, just tap. Yeah. I'll hear it. <laughs> Such a light sleeper. Man, I am not, it turns out. Like, that's one of the things that we're like, what? It, sometimes the conversation is, yeah, whoever gets up, we'll just, because he takes a bottle. So so I can give him a bottle mm -hmm. during the night. Oh, good. Um. Uh, so she's breastfeeding, but he will take a, a bottle of breast milk. And uh, but I sleep right through him, man. Do I, you? Yeah, I, and I'm not intentionally. I want to like help. I, I want to get up, but I'll like sometimes I'll wake up and she'll be mid feeding or putting him back down. There's that like, game oh, of chicken that happens, right? <laughs> I, like my wife and I have this. You don't talk about it. It's not a, t a spoken game of chicken, at least not in our house. But you both lay there and you hear him. Rah! Yeah. And my kid's now doing milk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just starts yelling milk it over and over <laughs> and i know she hears it and she knows i hear it and i think both of us in our sleep half awake half sleep mode are calculating all right who did it last when was the last time how <laughs> all the factors like a beautiful mind yeah. all right i have to get out of bed i'm just gonna do it <laughs> or like you just say uh, it and see if they'll balk at you like okay I tell you, how about I? I guess I'll, I'll get do the, I'll go get this one ready. I'll get the bottle ready. I'll do the. I'll get this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you okay? You got no, no. Uh, you got it. All right. So funny. <laughs> so so true. Um, but I tell you what, man. I'll tell you what's fucking hard is uh, and the reason you talk about you couldn't do it without your wife. I feel like I'm working hard. I feel like I'm bringing this new mentality to everything I'm doing. This this uh, if you're gonna do something, why not be great? 
right? Mm -hmm. So like, even in the show, when I'm at the show, I'm sad I'm not at home, but my mentality now is if I'm going to be here, I might as well be doing the best job I can do. Right. Because it's keeping me away from my family. So I'm not going to uh, meander through this. I'm not going to pass this. Right. So yeah. I might as well just be the best I can right. be while I'm doing this. Keep getting that paycheck. Uh, yeah. But then now we've gotten to where a few days a week, I just have a show at night. So I'm home during the day. Mm -hmm. And just as little as like letting my wife take a nap for a little while yeah, and being in charge crucial. for a couple of hours. But it's fucking hard, man. That kid like needs something all the time. 100% like, of time. I keep being like, okay, cool. You seem chill. I'm just going to put you down so I can go get some food. No, yeah. that's not an option. That that's sounds like thing. my kid. You can't put him down. In fact, uh, here's something, right? So when we got him home, uh, you know, you they teach you how to swaddle, right? You take the swaddle class at the at the hospital before you leave. Uh -huh. We got the cheat ones right away, though. We got the Velcro swaddles well, that, like, see, immediately. That's probably because somebody told you. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. it might even be me because I, I scream it from <laughs> megaphones. Like, you don't understand. Like, my wife and I could not get the swaddle tight enough where Henry wasn't breaking out of it. Yep. He broke out of it. So the first two nights we were up all night holding him because you he had to physically hold oh, him yeah. and you couldn't put him down there we you know getting a baby to sleep is easy anybody can do that putting the baby down is akin to diffusing a bomb <laughs> or handling nuclear material it is critical that you do it in the exact perfect yeah. way or that if he feels too much g-force inertia he's gonna wake <laughs> it, it's it's yeah, we we cried. We were up all night. We were miserable. And the next morning we had that, you know, like within 24, 48 hours of coming home, the doctor wants to see them. Mm -hmm. We bring him to the doctor. Neither one of us had slept. And Whit Baldwin, uh, FOU actor, one of my closest friends, he showed up at that doctor's office with two of those swaddle with Velcros nice. and saved our lives. Nice. And it's not. I could have been in a burning building on fire and he could have picked me up on his shoulders and rode out on a horse and I would have felt the same sense of safe as I did in that moment. Like, Shout out to the hero with all the yeah, man. nice. Get yourself some Velcro yeah. swaddles. Yeah. Um, yeah, those things are legit. Yeah, well, the same way. He's just got super active arms and doesn't doesn't want. But the, once he's in, he wants to be in. But it's like. Oh, yeah, they love that. Love right? it. Love it. But. But getting him in can be, yeah, yeah it can be super tough. Yeah, and you're right. Like, he'll fall asleep in my arms. I'm like, okay, yeah. good. Now's the time. The moment we start to go, nope. So then I can't I, help I, but think, He's like, still, he's 21 months old now, and I still have to put him to bed, you know, either, like, if I'm putting him to bed, he, yeah. in my arms. Like, yeah. I, very rarely, he'll, you know, he'll fall asleep in his chair on the couch. So rarely. Usually it's in my arms, and then it's like I'm over two. <laughs> you gotta wait another eight, ten minutes to get yeah. deep to sleep and go for it again. Yeah, that's the thing. If you miss it, you gotta start all over again. I, I, we like my wife's like, "How's it going?" I'd be like, "Oh, for two. <laughs> she knows exactly what that means. You know, that's, that's two at bats up to the bed, and, uh, and it's up to you right. to make an informed decision when you think he's yeah. ready. Do you have the positioning right? Yeah, let's adjust the hands, let him settle again. There's a lot. It's a science. Yeah. And the, so, so then, so I've got like maybe two hours tops, maybe three hours when it's just me, when she's taking a nap or whatever, gone for a, anything. And it's like, I'm like, I'll be in charge now. I got three hours and it's so much work to not even really do anything, to not be able to do anything that you need to do, but just to keep this thing. It uh, like after a couple of days of that, all I think is, holy shit, this is what you do all day. <laughs> yeah. How? Talk. How? I, I can't believe people who raise a child by themselves. Yeah. Shout out to my mom who raised two kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to single parents. It's impossible. Wow. Like, it's, it's just intense. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be hitting you up again because uh, my wife is a teacher and she's off for the summer right now. And she goes back to work in September and I'm going to be daytime dad. We'll... Um, be tagging out. I'll go to Where the show. Where do you, you live uh, near me? Uh, right here in Astoria. Yeah, uh, we'll right do play dates. Great. That sounds great. You know what I want to do? My son's a bully with little kids, by the way. Great. Toughen him up real quick. Let's want... teach your kid to box back. I'd love yeah. somebody to check him. I can't. Yeah. You know, I want another kid on, to check him. He put on two pounds in the past like week and a half, That's too. What I'm so about. he's going to be Good. big soon. Bruising. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I want somebody that teaches him what's up. Mm. My wife is so mad that I said that. I know. Right yeah. <laughs> we'll also make sure he's cultured and dancing. Yeah, and of course. Of course. Well-rounded individual. Yeah. yeah. He, he can box born... and compose. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> we, I told, uh, 
he was born in June, you know, which was this ah, June year was uh, uh, June 8th. Ah, I'm, I'm June 20. We're both Gemini. All right. No, wait, is he a Gemini? Yeah, he's a Gemini. I don't know. He's a Gemini. I'm, I don't do. I'll tell you. He's okay, a Gemini. he's a Gemini. Because right. I'm a Gemini. That's the one okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's the one if I you know. were an Aries, I could say I'd know that, but I don't yeah, know what it. it is. All yeah, right. yeah. Um, but he was, you know, he was born during uh, Pride, and this year was International Pride, and so we make the joke. Uh, he literally lives in a closet. So if you've seen our Instagram, uh, he, we don't have you a Harry second Potter bedroom. Harry Potter in this kid? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But we took the doors off because we want to make sure he doesn't ever have to come out of the, come out of the closet That's to his it. parents. That's <laughs> it. That's it. It's always open. But he's still a box. We can do whatever he wants with yeah. the rest of his life, but he'll be able to handle himself. That's it, man. <laughs> My kid's a bully. <laughs> Only the little kids though So that's even worse <laughs> You know and, and it's like you say the word baby And he says baby Nice Cause, uh, Hug okay. it's like, And share Like He'll say those words okay. To lead you to believe that he understands <laughs> That he hasn't been nice to the baby uh-huh. And he understands that we're saying You have to be nice and hug He's, and uh-huh. share He's got his mantra that he has to say <laughs> And yet No 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 and pushes the kid over. <laughs> so are you out of your mind? It's a baby, man. <laughs> and then, you know, his older cousin, who's like two and a half, three, she comes over and pretty much does the same thing to him. <laughs> and it's like, I guess it's the circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to pass that on. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I was going to ask about some, uh, some honest product reviews, but I feel like we hit the swaddle right on the head. Yeah. Um, and we haven't talked about that yet. And it is, why look you might be good at a swaddle you might be and if you feel like you want to roll the dice and gamble with your precious precious two three hours of sleep go for (laughs) it i'm not gonna tell you that you have to get it with the velcro yeah all i'm saying is when that baby finally shuts his stinking eyes (laughs) so can you yeah that's all i'm saying yeah (laughs) Um, uh-huh. get the swaddle with the Velcro. Is there anything else, especially in like the sleep world, anything else you put up there that helps? Cause I feel like you like, we're on the same track you were on, which is it's the timing's gotta be perfect. He's, he can't really fall asleep on his own yet. Um, we do have a, we have a white noise machine, but we've also got like an air conditioner that's kind of loud. The, the room has noise to it. So I feel like he's got that part going. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you found helps with uh, the the root? You know, they say like the routine, the schedule is yeah. crucial. I can't agree with that more. Like, my kid is. Do you remember on, how early you started that? I was pretty early because, like, you just like be. It's like being aware. It's just taking the time to pay attention to when he's sleeping. Yeah. Like I, one thing I don't pay attention to is his like poop schedule. Doctor's like, is he regular? I have no idea. Yeah. But sleeping. To the like, I I was just aware of it, you know, and yeah. I watched it organically, starting to rhythmically get into patterns and routines, and so I would encourage it. So okay. now, uh, you know, I mean, my kid, I know what time he's going to take a nap between twelve thirty and one thirty. The kid's going down for a nap. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and he's going to sleep for two. He's going to sleep for three hours almost ninety percent of the time. Like okay. he perfectly scheduled. Yeah. Do you feel like that is but I, military? But but like that, maybe that the maybe because observation of schedule and yeah, because like I'll see a sign of tired and I'll be like, okay, I, I recognize the sign of time, whether it was the hand in the eye, uh, an irrational crankiness that normally isn't there, whatever. Quick frustration with some toys. Okay, so now Alexa, play some lullabies. I'm shutting these sh- uh, shades down. Yeah. I'm getting the house into a conducive environment for nap. Because I want him to start feeling relaxed and I put on, you know, uh, uh, something if I want to put on TV now that he's older, I'll put on something like uh, not a sponsor, classical baby, where, you know, it's like classical music and lullabies and it's colors and it's pretty. And he just, you know, relaxes him. And then when I I can feel when he's ready, put him on my shoulder, done. And it's like, nice. If you start paying attention now. You know, right now it's, you know, he's still so young, but as he, you know, the next couple of months, he's going to start getting into that two nap a day. Yeah. You know, I think it right now he's probably three, four naps a day, but like, I, it's hard. I'm having a hard time figuring out a schedule right now. It's like, so um, early, but you soon, soon you'll really, yeah. when it well, gets to slept, two naps well, a day. Was it seven hours last night? He slept for seven hours last night and that it hasn't ever happened. Yeah. So it's like, 
I don't know. That's going to change back and forth. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know some kids, and maybe God bless you if you get one that like. Well, it wasn't great because we timed it wrong. Because usually he's down like seven to eleven, but this time he was down seven to two. So yeah, it was like and you're up at two. Oh, yeah. we screwed up the. If, yeah. if I know it's going to be seven hours, we would have. That's so know. hard to manage because <laughs> the nighttime. I think the nighttime is unpredictable. You know, it's so many factors. Yeah. Comfort, you know, diaper wetness. Yeah. Uh, but these daytime naps, you think that's key? To, key, dude. That is like, I will say. My, uh, my whole life is in two parts. I have the daytime and then the, after the evening time built around my son's schedule. So yeah. if you're like, hey, can you do something or what? I mean, if I'm if I'm with the baby, you know, it's like, well, in the daytime, he's up from, you know, 7 till 1230. And yeah. then from uh, 330 till 830. Those are the two times that my world I'm dadding. Yeah. There's a three hour window that you can get me. You know, yeah. it's like I, that's yeah. how re- I schedule meetings. Yeah. In based on his nap. That's how regular he you is. You guys get out much in that way. You guys like you said, talking about playing. We every day. Yeah. Out. Yeah. We, we go to the park a lot. Cool. Yeah. He's a water baby. He loves cool. the water. All so right. we go to the spray parks. Uh, right. There's a few that we choose from depending on what we want to do, cool. how far we want to walk. Talk about uh, kind of actually bring it full circle. Uh, you're talking about success earlier and like uh, an example of parenting. You didn't have a, a father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's been tough for me, and we've talked about it here before, is like, uh, for me, one, success meant having a home with a yard. And I wasn't really going to have kids before I had those things. But I'm 15 years into being in New York. I don't have a house and a yard. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a little bit of backyard space, which I hold dearly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it's not the corner lot. I no, grew but up hold on, it. You know? yeah. um, but I, I'm starting to learn. Well, I'm not, we're not even there yet, but I'm, uh, through talking to people like you and Wit, actually, um, I'm starting to learn about the parks in Astoria mm-hmm. and in New York and how uh, just clutch those are. And they're now. great. Yeah, they're they're well kept. Uh, at least, you know, I mean, see, because I even can't like, speak for all parks, but in Astoria, Queens, yeah, they're lovely. They're really they're really great. Even after being here for so long without kids, in my mind, I was still like, yeah, but a New York park is gonna be gross. That's like some be are, like, I imagine, but, but like the but kids are, parks are nice. Yeah. Like if there's like a little kid area playset, like you know, for toddlers and you know up till twelve, if the park has that then generally they're really nice. If cool. it's just like swings and a handball court, you know, yeah. it's a little different. People yeah. want to hang out there. You know, right. it's not as cool to hang out by the toddler <laughs> yeah. monkey bars, I guess. Yeah. If that's what they're, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the little crawl throughs with yeah, slides. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You don't have as much fun. No, we go every day, you know, cool, and right. some, I mean, very rarely do we go twice a day. Okay. But, you know, I don't have a car. I live in New York City. Yeah. Um, so if we want to get like, you know, I was on Long Island, um, for some family time and some other stuff this last few days, I rented a car for like three days. And if you do it on like non-holiday times midweek, it's fairly affordable. Yeah. You know, I'm not paying car payments all yeah. year and insurance, all that. So it's, it's affordable in our budget. Um, but mostly it's like, all right, you can take the train to the, there's like kids museum. I stumbled by accident into a local library one day. Yeah. And, like I saw, uh, cause I was like, let me just see what it looks like up there. And I went upstairs into my local Astoria library and I walked in and I followed another parent or two parents with their kids who happened to be coming in right as I did. And they got an elevator. So I did took it up to the second floor and there was like a little play area and there was like three or four little kids there playing with, and the, it was like really comfortable chairs. And so I sat there and he played with these kids. And then I noticed like, more people start showing up. I was like, are there more? There's a lot of people. This is a hot place. Like a lot of parents here. Then they're like, there was like, I was like, all right, something's going on. There's now 50 different kids here and parents. This yeah. room is packed. What in the hell? And some woman came out and did story time Yo. and got up and was doing musical songs and reading stories. Right. And the kids were like, she was like Eastern European, like a senior. Okay. She was hilarious. Cool. You know? And all I was right. like, this is free. All right. And it was great. New York you know? Public Libraries. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's the museums, the zoos, yeah, all that stuff. But mostly for my kid, it's, it's park. Good he wakes park. up. Yeah. Park. Anything, uh, anything that you remember that you recall, you can tell now at almost two years at 21 months. Uh, someone says you need. Everyone says you need. That you guys found like eh, that one's not for us. Um, anything that has jumped out? Uh, maybe not. Just figured I'd check. The um, what was that? The Mama Room. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be, you know, it's like two hundred fifty dollars for this mama room. Yeah, one of my closest friends, Chris Han, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, TV's Chris Hahn yeah, from Fox Chris News. Hahn. Check out his podcast. He, yeah, the Aggressive Progressive. Yeah. Um, he bought us this amazing Mama Roo. It was like 250 bucks. It's the highest rated thing. My kid never used it. Just didn't really? like it, didn't want it, wanted nothing to do with it. Until really? he was like 18 months. Then what he wanted to do was just kind of jam at it and like <laughs> bang it around and watch it spin and stand on it. So I had to <laughs> gift it on to the next kid because uh, it was a danger to my son. <laughs> yeah. You know, we actually didn't tell the birther story. We didn't. Uh, we can get it now. We can uh, it's, uh, do some. I, I think it's something that I want you to know Great. so that maybe somebody hears it. Because what happened was that we were we we were at New York Presbyterian and we had this real, we, our doctor was amazing. We loved her. It was Dr. Jin. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, so much so that our, our baby announcement had her in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we <laughs> just right. love this, this yeah. woman. Anyway, so, you know, my wife's birthday is October 8th. And the date set by the, do- the, the doctor to deliver Henry was October 9th. So on my wife's birthday um, of 2017, we were like, um, you know, she's uber pregnant, ready to go, like literally tomorrow. You know, yeah. um, we know that's so why I've got the bag at home packed. We're ready. Right. We're just waiting for instruction from the doctor. We haven't heard what time to go in yet. Yeah. OK. She said, I'll, I'll call you. So. We're like, well, let's go out to get something to eat. Let's be near a train. Um, in case we get called in quicker than expected. But so we went of all places to the Queens mall and went to the cheesecake factory. <laughs> My wife likes the cheesecake factory. <laughs> and we had been at the mall recently before that and decided that we would do that for her birthday. So we we're like, let's just do it. So we went to the cheesecake factory and we're having like a lovely first part of the experience, you know, where the appetizer comes and then the doctor called. And she says that, and I answer, and she says that she forgot, and she's got like a thick Korean-American accent. So on the phone, it was a little harder, and she speaks really fast. You know, she's very excited. She's very intense. She speaks like this, right? Like, you know, a New Yorker would. And I was having a little trouble hearing what she was saying, but she was telling me that it's time to, she wants us to come in tonight, like now, and that she forgot to put us on the schedule so we don't have a room, but it's okay. And this is what she wants us to do. She wants us to come to the emergency room and have Linda tell the intake nurses that she hasn't felt the baby move in a while. <laughs> this will then prompt the supervisors, the doctors on staff to come over, do a quick exam, tell them the same thing, and they'll admit, they'll admit us. And then we'll be in a room and everything will be fine. She says that it's no big deal. You just have to do this. So I hang up the phone. I mean, I made it repeated a few times to make sure I understood this. And I had to explain to my wife what Dr. Jin just said. And she starts crying. You know what I mean? We wanted this normal, positive, you know, either the, okay, it's time to go call where we get in the car or the frantic, my water drop. We wanted one yeah. of those two stories. We, we didn't know there'd be a, I mean, we knew there'd be, there are other ones. We didn't want any of those. Right. Obviously. <laughs> so this was emotional. Like what, I don't want to say that my baby's not moving. That's horrible. In fact, my cousin, Sarah just lost a baby who was eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> this is horrible life-altering, horrible yeah, thing to happen tough. to somebody. And my doctor, who we loved, yeah. says flippantly. Yeah, use that. Use this Jeez. as the way to get seen. Jeez. And so we did. We went home. Cry, you know, she's upset. and It's not at all awesome. Yeah, You know, we're in the cab. I called her back again to make sure that's what she said because my wife wanted me to check. It was. We got there and... You know, I, I told my wife, she's like, I don't want to lie. You know, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do the talking as much as I can. But at some point they're going to be like, stop talking, man, husband, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is your wife's I'm yeah. talking to. And I knew that. Um, so I went in there and I tried to be like the, 
concerned dad, you know, hey, my wife's upset, so I'm talking for her kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, my wife had to say the words. Yeah. And so we did that. And then another doctor came in and we had to say it again. It was like in a conference room almost, like a conference room, not a boardroom kind of thing that they sat us into wait while the doctor was coming. It was really weird. But we said it again. And this time she said, okay, understood. And then she got us checked in and that was it. It was never mentioned. It was never a problem. But that stress of like having yeah. to go through that and the and the bad juju uh, you're putting into yeah. the world you know was it was ne- it was it was omnipresent throughout the entire experience from then on like at least yeah. in my mind yeah i mean i can't say that you know it was on linda's mind as she was pushing and all that but like you know i was thinking about like yeah. man did we just karmically you know i, I didn't like maybe it wasn't it's clean like, maybe it's like code and everyone there knows about it maybe the admitting doctor it felt like the um the resident yeah the people that you first go to maybe know yeah but if it did kind of feel like the on doctor the on-call woman knew yeah she she was like okay and like kind of just nodded and she didn't seem concerned. I don't know. Yeah, if it didn't rush into like... You know, like they did a... Because, you know, the first thing they do is they did like a uh, sonogram and they heard the baby. Yeah. You know, the baby was fine. They did yeah. that. So then she's like, oh, you didn't feel him? Okay, okay. Yeah. Who's your doctor? Dr. Jin? Okay. Yeah. yeah it, that's, Maybe it's just that. Maybe so, I mean, at least that's how I read it. Yeah. I don't think Linda read it the same. Ah, that's tough, man. But oh. it was intense, you know? Yeah. It was, and, and I guess my point on that is, you know doesn't matter how much you plan or what you think is going to happen. Like you just have to be ready to go with whatever, even if the bizarre stuff like that, yeah. I, mean, I could never have imagined that. Man, thing. everybody, everybody, everybody that I've talked to says that they had some version of a plan to some degree. It was either a very specific plan or an idea of a plan yeah. and still did not happen the way that it was going to happen, yeah. which is, which is nuts that like, and we're even kind of, I feel like, encouraged to have a plan, have these ideas, have these strategies and plans in place. But it's not going to matter. My wife and I were the uh, <laughs> the ignorance plan. Like we just, we were so woefully unprepared for the whole process. <laughs> like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know anything that was going to happen. Like we just kind of went with it. But you know, that's how we both are. You yeah. know, it's like we're doing this. You know, yeah, we knew some stuff, I guess. But like really. Yeah. Most of it was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, this is happening you, now. You're making your money in improv. That's like, yeah, uh, I guess so. Well, on the other hand, like, I just, I, I never feel prepared enough. Like, that's why I'm, that's why I'm right here doing this is like, I just need other people to tell me anything. Just like, whether or not I take the advice, I just want to know what's coming. I just don't feel. I just remember having conversations it. with like Jay when he was having his kids and, he knew all the medical terms and the procedures yeah. and the this Jay and Wit both like dropped terms on me at one yeah. point. I was like, oh, sure, sure, that thing. I all have right. and I'm just like, baby, come out. <laughs> push push baby out. Yeah. Oh, baby here. Yeah. Did they put the uh did they put Caleb's footprint and in ink and then on your hand? No, I didn't get a print on my hand. My doctor yeah. did that. She put his foot in the ink. I guess they do a footprint. Yeah, right? yeah. And then she put it on my hand. And so yeah. I have this photo of like right That's after cool. born with you can see his little footprint on my hand. That's cool. Yeah. I threw out there getting uh, his uh, footprint tattooed on my back. I think that got nixed by my wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. You know, you know, what's odd about our birth story, uh, face off lore is we have an actor called uh, named Josh Gergen. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. I think you must. The the whole saga uh, of, you know, Face Off gives the jerseys with uh-huh. the nicknames. Josh yeah. lost his jersey. I do remember that. It was a long, <laughs> like, a, like a year or yeah, so. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. And uh, we did, the, we found the jersey unbeknownst to him. And, <laughs> and we had the jersey travel around the world. Yeah. With people in Face Off passing it off around the world, yeah. taking photos and amazing things. And I had his jersey in the delivery room. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And got awesome. a photo with the whole delivery team that's and the, ba- the jersey right after the baby. That's amazing. I was like, I know this sounds weird, but can we get a shot with the jersey? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good way. I know it didn't fit in the order we we're going to, but that's parenthood, man. Adapt yeah. and... Uh, shit, that's a phrase. What is it? Is that a military? Adapt and... Adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. Thanks. Yeah, there we man. go. Marine Corps. See, no military training. Hoorah. Got it. <laughs> Hoorah. Um, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. This it was a lot really of fun, fun chatting with you about it. Um, 
Well, take a second. You got anything uh, you want to plug? I know you got a lot going on, man. Um, uh, yeah, you know, check out Face Off Unlimited. You know, if you want to see uh, our shows, uh, we have Batsu right now in both New York and Chicago. Yeah. And Batsu's in this new space. I guess by the time this comes out, it will have been six months or so. But this mm-hmm. that new space is awesome, man. Yeah, we moved, We were in the East Village down on St. Mark's for the first seven, eight years of the show. And this past Which I got to say, like, was also like the most New York experience you could get. You go in, you go to St. Mark's, you go into a Japanese restaurant, you go to the fucking basement. Yeah, you go all the <laughs> way through the back of the <laughs> restaurant, the down restaurant, these stairs. Go down to the basement. Yeah, dude. And then watch like high caliber improv with uh, just too much sake. And Only in New York, yeah. right? That's, yeah. I think that was part of the success of the show was that it was such a uniquely New York thing. And uh, in fact... It's so New York that when we we dropped the show in Chicago, we just kind of plopped it in and we were like, all right, now here's Batsu again. And that's it didn't work that way. It's evolved. The show is different in Chicago in a lot of ways because it was its own thing there. It's its own vibe, its own culture. And the show, we're three years there. And uh, it's it's really cool to see the two versions of the same show. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're good and you and you subscribe. Yeah, you'll get it right away. But if you're dumb and you don't subscribe, then you and you're like, it. "Oh, I gotta go check out an episode," and you're gonna go find it, you probably missed it. You it's missed too late. It. Yeah, just subscribe. If and you're then my you... cousin Adam, and you stop listening ten minutes in, then you wouldn't even know about it. Man. I hope he subscribes. <laughs> I hope he subscribes for your for your relationship, yeah. and for the friendship of your children, and for the clothes that I need. This is how riffs start. <laughs> I think this was the pilot episode of Dynasty. Pretty sure. I have to go back and listen. And they never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, thanks, man. Thank you, man. Uh, Nacelle, you got anything? You want to follow? You want to follow social media? Should I tell you that? What? My social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do, yeah, do yourself. Yeah. Nah, just guess at it. Oh. You can guess at it. Guess you could probably it. be like, Joe Tex is my name, and then I'm online. All right. So well, if you probably looked at Joe Tex online, <laughs> you might find it. <laughs> oh, all right. At Joe Tex online everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everything. It's all synergized. Nice work, man. Not my manager made me do it. Oh, all right. <laughs> I didn't want to. It was a lot of work. I changed a lot of stuff. Memorized passwords. It was a nightmare. Yeesh. Anyway, thanks for following me. All right, man. Me. Good Operation Dad Pod is recorded at FOU Studios in New York City, produced by Jonathan Gregg and Nicelli Vega, and music by Mark Allen.